All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Things That Matter with Marty McNabb. I am a personal historian and legacy artist who for over 25 years have created one-of-a-kind visual narratives from my clients' photos, documents, and memorabilia, everything they've saved and or inherited in their lives. And it's stuck in a box. And, and it can be a digital box, it can be a physical box. The point is, is all of these things have stories. And I think we can all agree who's listening today and with uh, my special guests too, that it really isn't that things matter. Things don't matter, but it's the stories that get attached to these things. And that's what matters. So I am thrilled to have our guest today who was uh, gracious enough to join us at my last live show and tales, my favorite thing, the kitchen edition with Greenwood Cemetery. So I found out about Rosemary Grant or Rosie Grant because probably three weeks before this event for Greenwood Cemetery, one of my personal historian friends posted something up on our Facebook group. And it was about this woman who goes to cemeteries and finds recipes that are etched into the tombstones, the gravestones, and then bakes, makes those recipes. And I was like, oh my God, I have to reach out to this woman and see if she'll be a special guest for my event with Greenwood Cemetery. And I messaged her on uh, Instagram and within, I don't know, minutes it seemed, she responded and said, absolutely. And then through the, the Greenwood Cemetery live event, I found out that Rosemary's story to an extent begins at Greenwood Cemetery. So it was a wonderful uh, serendipity that this happened. So I um, I uh, want to turn it over and welcome Rosemary to do a little show and tell for us. And then we've got a few questions for you. So you can take it away. So much, Marty. I'm so excited to be here. Um, so my show and tell that I'm bringing today um, is this vintage cookie press. Uh, these things are so pretty. So I pretty much got started with a like modern online ordered Wilton uh, plastic cookie press. And in this process of connecting with Greenwood Cemetery, learned that this cookie recipe that's on a gravestone there is made on an old like aluminum based cookie press. And in particular, what I was interested in is this tree press. So when you like push out the spritz cookies, the spritz cookies is a recipe you'll make with it. Uh, it makes these really cool little trees. You can decorate them, different food colors, all that, you know, sprinkles, whatnot. Um, they're so beautiful. Even learning about the history of the cookie press is really interesting because this woman who's buried, Naomi Odessa Miller Dawson, who's buried in Greenwood Cemetery, her family was from Barbados, but it's a technically a German or even some people have said Swedish uh, based recipe. It's a pretty old one. Um, so you got to love New York City being this like blend of different like foods and food styles and food history. Anyway, so this is what I'm showing. I just think these things are so cool. <laughs> 
Oh my God. And they have all different things that you can put at, at the end, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's um, like a choose your own adventure when it comes to cookies. They have all these different shapes. Um, they're so cool. And actually, this particular cookie press, I've now entered the like food and death enthusiast world. And so there's a woman who also was collecting cemetery food related things in Arkansas. And so she reached out via email and was like, oh, I know of a few in Arkansas. And then, you know, she turned out she was a food blogger and, and a pretty popular one in Arkansas and used to get sent vintage cooking items. So she just sent me this one being like, I have so many cookie presses now. And I was like, oh, this is great because I was looking for an older one. Oh, wow. Because the one you, sh was this the one you showed at the Greenwood live this event? Different one. So this That's is the newest one to just come in specifically from Arkansas. Um, oh. The one that I showed at Greenwood was, I mean, at this point now I have four vintage cookie presses, so I guess I'm a collector. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, that, that makes you a collector. It's like after you have two, I yes. guess <laughs> that, that could be it. So, so can you tell our listeners a bit about what, what inspired you to go down this, this, this route to to be interested in these recipes and and baking is, is there anything from your past that led you there or is it more your present or is it is it like like a combination of both or just something that just struck your fancy yeah almost like all of the above I mean it, it is such a strange random thing now that um, I, so I was in library science school at the University of Maryland, and we had to do a class on social media and how like algorithms work and stuff like that. And um, at the same time for the program, I needed to intern somewhere in like an archival program. And so I interned at a cemetery in their digital archives and congressional in general, congressional cemetery in Washington, D.C. is like such a cool cemetery, similar to Greenwood doing lots of events. It's very connected to the local community. Um, they're just doing like a lot of really cool community building and like lively work, you might say. And so it was this combination of I needed to make a TikTok and I was interning at a cemetery that I even started entering the world of grave talk and cemetery TikTok. And um, I guess in some ways, like the, the journey might have always led there. My parents are both ghost tour guides in um, the D.C. area. And I like took, I was a creative writer. I was an English major in college, but I did creative writing and focused on food writing, which was a like specialty in the program. Um, but I never really like, it was all very amorphous feeling until, um, so while I was posting on TikTok every day, um, I was learning to bake at home during the pandemic, as many of us were, you know, with our sourdoughs and whatnot. And um, I, when I like, it kind of expanded outside of congressional just to have more storytelling and different posts about different cemeteries I heard about Naomi's grave in Brooklyn and it's this like gorgeous open book you like walk up to it and it's the ingredients for the spritz cookie recipe there's no instructions and so I was like you know it didn't just say she liked cookies or whatever like it's the actual instruction or it's the actual like ingredients for you to do it yourself um I didn't know what a spritz cookie was so I cooked it like a sugar cookie I just like mixed it up and baked it and like things exploded like overnight. Like, the, I mean, it was, it was such an unusual experience of like, it was like, this was like a Tuesday post in like all of these cemetery related posts. And, um, and in the process of after, after the aftermath of that, of trying to learn more about Naomi and her family, I learned there were other gravestone recipes out there. 
And so I, like my world got opened up to the, to the fact that there's people so far, 17 people who put a recipe on their gravestone. Wow. And, and as we had spoken at the Greenwood thing, it, it's, uh, you know, to have a recipe uh, etched into your gravestone is not an inexpensive proposition, oh, is it? <laughs> oh, it is. I mean, both of my grandmothers died during the pandemic and it is, it's very expensive to die. <laughs> um, so there was definitely a commitment on both the family's resources and the person's. Um, but I, I mean, from talking to different family members, or even there's this one woman who's still alive in Arkansas who has a sugar cookie on her recipe and she, or on her gravestone, her recipes on her gravestone. They all said that like, when it came to like a memorial of who this person was, it just made sense to put this popular dish that they would make in life, bring to parties. People knew them for this. They would request it, uh, which is so cool. Yeah. And, and you had mentioned at the, at, at the event too, is the, this idea um, that how food um, connects us and, and identifies us with certain people, with certain, you know, memories and all, you know, all of that. So, um, uh, yeah, yeah. wow. So neat. And I had no idea about your parents being in uh, go ghost tour guides. We, yeah. <laughs> my wife and I just arrived last, uh, well, actually it was this morning from Savannah. And oh, so oh. <laughs> they, they, you know, it seems like the capital of, of ghost tours there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. They, Savannah has some of the coolest cemeteries. That is so cool. You were there. Yes. I went to the Bonaventure. Bon, is it, is that what it's called? Bonaventure. Bonaventure yeah. However you say. So, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I went there, but not this time we had a shorter uh, amount of time, but it's, uh, I find cemeteries. I, and it's funny when I got into the whole death care and death positive community. I hadn't remembered that when I was a kid, I lived on a farm and next to the farm was an old graveyard. Oh, very cool. And so I played in graveyards when I was young, but I didn't, I, I you know, I didn't recall it. I didn't yeah. think about it until I got connected to the wonderful death care community. So it's funny to think about like what your first like cemetery experience is because like the, usually people have asked like what are the negative have you gotten like blowback from this and the main negative comment I usually hear is like why are you even in a cemetery like I think there's something to be fair of like content creators in cemeteries but of just the idea of like don't go to a cemetery they're creepy they're weird and like this taboo idea I like don't think it has, I don't think it serves. I mean, this is the idea of the death positive movement of it doesn't serve people to be like so disconnected from this idea of death. But mm -hmm. also I feel like, yeah, I mean, like even looking at different cemeteries around DC that have, some have really been struggling of like the more disconnected they are from their community. If they didn't have like kids walking through every once in a while, um, they're really at risk. Like DC specifically has like several cemeteries that are constantly accidentally being like bulldozed in areas. Uh, and like, I think like the more community is connected to it and like, it's not a big deal to just make like the mm -hmm. idea even of like playing in it. Like that's beautiful. You're like visiting these people who are living there almost. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, and you're, you're, you're right about when cemeteries are not connected to the community. And that's what you were saying about um, Congressional Cemetery and Greenwood 
is that they know they've known for a while is that if they aren't connected, then they do, they, they don't stay um, mm. prosperous and, and um, you know, and, and successful and, you know, sustain and, and take care of the grounds and stuff. Cause I, oh. every time I go out to New Mexico where my wife and mother-in-law live, I, my friend Gail Rubin, AKA the Doyen of Death, who I met from Amy, Amy Cunningham from Greenwood Cemetery. Um, she connected me with um, with Gabrielle Gatto and, and there in for me to start hosting events for them. But Gail Rubin is the president of, I think she's still the president. There's, you know, different votes and things like that, but I think she's the president of the historic Fairview Cemetery. Oh, wow out in out in uh in Albuquerque and it it's just it literally until she and a few other and several other people got involved it was just covered in um in uh what is it called those tumbleweeds it was Tumbleweed. just covered oh my gosh you know, covered no there were no road signs there was oh, no. no like it was just literally left and it was right next to another you know active cemetery right next door but it got totally ignored and um oh. you know the desert almost swallowed it up so oh, my goodness. I mean the idea that like when we especially in the U.S. it seems to be this like unspoken agreement if you're going to get buried somewhere you the expectation is you'll be taken care of for eternity like your body will be there it'll be preserved um, but yeah, it, it does feel like more and more, quite a lot of cemeteries are at risk on some level. Uh, so that's wonderful that she embanded together with people to save it. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like, it's a lot of work to maintain a cemetery. It is. And, but there's, it's such important, like oh. the work mm -hmm. that you do, like in li library work, library science and, and uh, archiving work, all of the work that you do. Um, and my wonderful other archivists who are super cool. I love librarians yeah. and uh, and archivists. Is um, it's just this is so, so rich in history, you know. And I I, I just think it's in, important for um, for people to realize that even in right at this very moment, I think you had talked about uh, cooking during the pandemic. And, um, you know, that's actually how I started doing my virtual events as I had a friend say, you need to do this. You need to do virtual show and tales. I've been doing them in person, but she's like, you've got to do it. And she said, specifically, you need to do one about the kitchen because more, more people are spending time in the kitchen, right? But the biggest <laughs> yeah. thing during that is that, you know, everybody, you could see all the museums and historical societies were started being desperate in instantaneously for first person accounts and, and, and objects and things that tell the history because the, these days are going to be recorded and in the they are already and will continue into the future and have people's things. And that's what, I mean, what are historical societies and museums other than great big show and tells? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is so true to that. We love our objects. I worked at the building museum uh, before starting grad school. And like, that was the collection was like the heart and soul, like, even our educational programs, all our comms, development, everything. Like we did love an exhibition, but like 
the collections and seeing the objects together, like that was what patrons and members, everyone cared the most about. And it's truly, yeah, a piece of history. It's it's such a cool idea. I'm so glad you decided to do it virtually. <laughs> thank you so much, Rosie. And thank you so much for being my guest. But I know desperately that my listeners are going to want to know how to find you, where to find you and uh, how to stay in touch. So I, I will put all of it in the show notes, but I want you to share it as well. Of course. So people can follow me on TikTok at ghostly archive or on Instagram, ghostly.archive. Um, I would love it if people reach out, if they have favorite cemetery stories, people have started reaching out with family recipes as well. Just things that they've like kept in their kitchen, their grandmother's recipe book, or even some people have like little index cards of recipes, mm-hmm. uh, which is so cool to see if you have a cemetery recommendation. Of course, if people know of a gravestone recipe, um, I feel like there's more out there, particularly like there seems to, I think there's more in the U S especially. Um, so yeah, I'm all, I'm all years for any cemetery tales. <laughs> Oh, wonderful. And thank you, uh, Rosie, for the work that you're doing to inspire people to hold on to, you know, to think about the things that they're surrounded with differently and, Mm. and, and, you know, to honor them and cherish them and share the stories because it's through sharing our stories that we feel connected and, and, you know, it, it brings us all together. So thank you for your work as well. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I'm just going to, in closing, wanted to uh, welcome everyone to, I'm just going to switch things out a little bit. Here we go. And so in closing, I just wanted to encourage everyone who's listening to follow Rosie, find out more, share stories with her. And also, of course, I host monthly show and tales virtually. And I've done, I did a little little road trip last year and we'll probably do it again where I travel around the country and I hope to get out again to LA and I host in-person show and tales as well. Um, so you can check that out in the in the uh, show notes as well. And if you're looking for a unique way to celebrate your donors, your volunteers, your team, uh, your family for that matter, and you're looking for a way that brings builds connection, I am also available and my community is available to host show and tales for your family, for the a wedding, for a family reunion, for, you know, anything. So please think about that. And also lastly, if you're looking for a unique way to market yourself that feels good and does good, contact me about how you can use show and tales to build connection, community, and legacy for you and your business. So thanks again, Rosie. I really appreciate your time. I'm so, so grateful to have met you. And thanks for saying yes. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much. This was such an honor to be here.